entering the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show, live and direct on Podbean.com and the Podbean app, or on demand wherever you choose to stream your shows, whether it be RelentlessStaring.com slash podcast or you know the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, before I get started, let me talk to you about. The wonderful, wonderful goodness that is coffee, specifically APR coffee. So, hmm, there'd be there'd be issues with the uh, audio. Apparently, it's not taking my actual microphone through all of this stuff and running it through Podbean. So, eh. And bad news, those of you listening live, you don't get the awesome, awesome music hits and all that stuff. I apologize. Can't always control what Podbean does with uh, the recording equipment. Just happens. Um, but anywho's, let me tell you all about APR Coffee, the finest coffee in all of Iowa, possibly even the United States. Um, again, I gotta say. Dan and Dave. I don't know where I got Dan from. Weird. Uh, Dave and Faith Matthews have worked tireless, tirelessly to get back up and running after having their entire operation wiped out by a tornado. And they are back to producing coffee, albeit a slightly diminished capacity because, again, they are rebuilding from scratch. Uh, a lot of Dave's roasting equipment was hand built. So it's just uh, one of those weird things that, you know, you know, life throws you a curveball and you got to come at it. And so they did. They're working through it. They're producing great coffee again. Uh, I believe last week I talked to you all about the amazing Thomas Paine. Uh, of course, me, I chose to abandon common sense. I got the Age of Reason remix. That is all. 100% Robusta beans with twice the caffeine. Yeah, buddy. Um, I said, this is great coffee. No, a lot of people don't like the stronger coffees. I mean, they have to want, maybe they want to, you know, thin it out with a little, I don't know, 
cream, sugar, whatever. I drink it black. It's amazing. One of my one of my favorite coffees from them. It's, it it's right there with the uh, Teddy Roosevelt. So many great ones. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com or APRCoffee.com and go check out the different blends they have, or maybe uh, the K-Cups or the Coffee Drops, whatever. They've got something for everybody. Check it out. And then the uh, special instructions when you go check out, tell them that you heard about through the Tyler Morgan Show. That way they know, you know, I'm actually talking about the coffee, not just drinking it. At American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. All right, so getting into this week's shenanigans, tomfoolery, and all else that is just... Um, I really don't know where to start. Um, yeah, but let's take a let's take a walk down um down the uh the road of wokeness. There's been a saying for a while that um go woke, go broke. Currently Disney is taking a massive hit on on their stock prices because people are canceling Disney Plus or not traveling to Disney World or Disneyland. So it's they're they're hurting Netflix. Netflix had this whole thing of oh we're going to peach your woke agenda man, and one of the things that they did they had a show uh, about a pregnant man. Not they not they licensed a show about a pregnant man. It was their show. It was their baby, so to speak. And the customer base just wasn't having it. They're like, dude, did you not learn anything from the whole cuties kerfuffle? You put crap on there that people refuse to watch and it's offensive to their sensibilities. They will walk away from you. And that is what has started happening with. uh, With Netflix lately, again, they've um, see Kim says a delusional pregnant woman. No, in this show, it was a cisgender Asian man who woke up and found himself pregnant. And that's the whole premise of it. Oh, in the spirit of wokeness, we're just going to have a, have a normal straight, straight dude who finds himself pregnant. He has to see all the discrimination that happens against women who were pregnant. Oh, Boy, and the customer base for Netflix responded. It responded to the point where Netflix went through as like they found the organizer of the walkout of a couple months ago, and they allegedly fired him. Let's see, Kim says, like the movie Junior. Uh, no, because Junior was intentional and it was intentionally funny. This show, I think, is a, uh, if it is funny, it's, it's the classic, uh, definition of a comedy, like a Greek comedy 
where you have tragedy. And I think that's all it is. Just a giant. It's not even a tragedy. It's a travesty. Possibly even a sham. Dare I say a mockery. Or better yet, a Travis sham mockery. Um, but yeah, the, the customer base has been hitting back and granted they've been doing some other things like, ah, we're losing money. So we're going to start, uh, if putting commercials in shows and, uh, if you, you know, if you don't want the commercials, you got to pay more like for the Hulu and people aren't buying that. People aren't buying the woke stuff. I like said they 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 let go the person who organized the walkout. Well, it's also gotten to the point where everybody's favorite anti-racist Ibram X Kendi he was supposed to have a kid show. Yes, that's right. The guy who says the only cure where past discrimination is present discrimination. The only thing that will cure present discrimination is future discrimination. Ibram X. Kendi was getting a kid show based on his best-selling book, Anti-Racist Baby. Well, <laughs> let's just say that it's not faring well. Uh, yeah, Netflix aborted your baby there, Ibram. So Netflix has axed multiple projects this week, including an animated film based on Ibram X. Kendi's anti-racist baby, a book aimed at preschoolers. The move comes after Netflix lost 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter of 2022. Uh, first time the company has lost more subscribers than it has brought in in a decade. Platform also fired 150 employees, including those in the animation department. According to the service, however, the firings were a creative decision and not financially motivated. Yeah, the uh, creative decision to make more money. They were creatively finding ways to not spend as much. So if we're not really going to animate a whole lot of stuff, let's let's fire some people. I mean, I mean, we'll let them go because they just don't see things the way we do. We don't have the same creative ideas. It's dumb. Do you see? A statement uh, Netflix gave to Fox. These changes are primarily driven by business needs rather than individual performance, which makes them especially tough as none of us want to say goodbye to such great colleagues. We're working hard to support them through this very difficult transition. And I'm sure they won't do anything crazy like, you know, oh, we just hired you. Now you're gone. And two weeks later, we send you uh, a wonderful welcome basket. And like CN plus did. Isn't that like the greatest insult to injury? It's bad enough. You worked for a uh, streaming platform that literally. It didn't even last the full 30 days. They actually ended up shutting it down two days early. It died in 28 days. And like a week and a half later, employ former employees started getting gift packages in the mail, welcoming welcoming them to CNN Plus. Oh my God. 
I would just be like, ah, stick an ice pick in my face. I'm done. Aside from anti-racist baby, Netflix also canceled executive producer Ava DuVernay's uh, animated project, Wings of Fire, and Kendi's documentary, Stamped. Racism, anti-racism, and you. <laughs> Kendi, a Boston University professor and author, has become a prominent voice in the Black Lives Matter movement and the debate surrounding critical race theory. In the aftermath of the 2020 death of George Floyd, Kendi's book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, became a hit, which I think it had been around a while. I'd really have to see when it was published just to see how long it was languishing on store shelves that people really didn't give a rat's anus about it until George Floyd. Kennedy's anti-racist baby project was expected to be a series of animated vignettes targeted at preschoolers. The author became a controversial figure after calling the Republican Party, quote, the party of white supremacy, end quote. He also accused Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett of being a white colonizer who used her children from Haiti as props in 2020, the New York Post reported. I mean, seriously. How, how much do you just have to hate life that you're going to attack a woman over her adopted children because she's white and they're black? I mean, would you rather those children that she adopted still be in Haiti, living in squalor and absolute poverty, possibly being trafficked for sex? You would rather them be, you know, live that existence if you, if you want to even call it an existence. You'd rather that than have them be adopted by a woman who is, uh, what, melaninally, melanin insufficient for your likes? It, it, it makes no damn sense, Ebrom. It shouldn't matter. Now, if she adopted those kids, to do nefarious things with, the motivation then would matter. But if she met those kids, fell in love with them, and she wanted to spend her money to open up her home and to get those kids from whatever abject poverty they were experiencing in Haiti and get them a life in the States they would not have there. Shouldn't you be going, Oh my God, this woman is a freaking saint. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Kim said here in the live chat, uh, one New York times journalist tweeted this week that she would abort her brown child than for a white family to adopt it. What levels of evil and depravity is that? Seriously. That to believe someone who is not the same skin color as you, adopting 
the child that you don't want is such an egregious act of colonization. Boogeyman, colonizers. You find that so egregious, you would rather go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Planned Parenthood, have them suck this thing out of me. It's horrible. There, there are people who are trying to make the argument, uh, oh, you're not really pro-life. Of course I am. Would you adopt a blank baby? Why, yes, I would. If the opportunity came about, I would. But the fact of the matter is, they, they want the people who are so pro baby killing that they would rather dispose of an unwanted child than to let it be raised and have a chance to make a life that, you know, maybe the college debt ridden mom thinks it's. This baby would never have. So the, don't get me wrong. My heart goes out to any woman who makes the decision to have an abortion. I'm not saying I condone it, but my heart goes out to them. And here are the reasons, and here's why the times when my heart goes out to them. If this, if it's a woman living in abject poverty, And there's no way that she could raise that child on her own. And she has zero resources. She has no one trying to point her to resources to either take care of herself or put that baby up for adoption. That's got to be a horrible decision. If you find out so far into your pregnancy that your child is going to live for a few hours after it's born. That's possibly the most heart-wrenching decision that any woman who wants to keep her child would have to make. But we're painted as being completely, completely just incompassionate when it comes to decisions that are really hard. A woman is raped. A teenage girl is raped and gets pregnant as a result. That unborn child did nothing wrong. And I understand why the mother would terminate that pregnancy. She doesn't want to look at the reminder of her attacker. I got it. But at the same time, what did that child do? to warrant being snuffed out of existence before ever 
having a chance to live. Now, if you want us to talk about the people who are, I saw a picture, it pops up every now and then from the Women's March. Cra- crazy eye lady going, but the shirt says, I've had 21 abortions. Um, I'm sorry, even if I was desperate, I don't think I'd be getting near that with somebody else's 10 foot thing. There's no telling what creepy crawlies are there <laughs> and what creepy crawlies you could pick up from uh, making contact of an intimate nature. It's the the craziness uh, of the whole abortion debate. I remember, I, I'm 38 years old. I remember as a kid hearing the, oh, safe, legal, rare. We don't want people just going into back alleys with the coat hanger and Drano. Want them to be able to go to a clinic where it's sterile. We want these women to not be worried about repercussions of the law, but we want them to be rare. We don't want them on the streets as all the time. It's gone from that to shout your abortion. It's gone from, yeah, we know this is a very tough and personal decision to Look at my shirt that says, I've had 21 abortions because I hate babies. Dear God, what has happened to our society? We went from, you know, maybe cover up an indiscretion or, you know, cover up, uh, you know, cover up, you know, being a victim of a horrible assault of a, of something, some sort of traumatic abuse, whatever we've gone from, you know, let's keep this on the down low and, you know, save it for occasions where it, you know, might be rationally called for. We've gone from that to abortion as birth control. Kim called it a culture of death. That's only half of it. American culture has become, they put the God of myself above nature's God, above the God of the Bible, above so many other gods that look that throughout religions have You've never been great on the whole idea of killing your unborn children. Gods that root people, that fix people to reason and to logic and to morality. Now it is the God of myself. Forget graven images of golden calves. No, 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 no. We have we have the graven image of a selfie. 
And so many people worship that they worship themselves. You have people like Nancy Pelosi who are so worshiping, so into worshiping themselves and allowing other people to worship themselves that when her apostasy was called out by the bishop of her archdiocese of the Catholic Church. Her bishop tried to reach out to her and say, hey, what you're telling people is wrong. What you're telling people is against church doctrine. And you present yourself as coming as a Christian and establishing that what they're doing is good when it's not. He wanted to have that conversation because as a bishop, he before just coming up and doing any crazy, coming up and doing anything crazy like excommunications or denying communion, he wanted to give her the opportunity to confess, to repent, to make her penance, and she wouldn't have anything to do with him. And so as the bishop, he he decided to do what needed to be done, and he denied her Holy Communion. And now Twitter is all a buzz that, oh, this is a political thing. Tax the churches! No, this is not a political issue. Abortion has never been a political issue. Abortion has always been and will always be a moral issue. And to say that it's political, that's not to say it hasn't been politicized. Almost everything that's a moral issue becomes politicized. Assisted suicide is a moral issue that became politicized. It was made into a political issue. Because ultimately, if you assist someone in killing themselves, you're, you're kind of killing them. Jack Kevorkian may have given the meds. He may have given them the, you know, showed the instructions on how to build the rack so he could administer the meds that would kill them. But, you know, hey, 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 I'm not the one who sat there and got the IV IV drip going. They did it themselves. Yeah, but you provided them the tools. And it's absolutely insane to think that because the church has and takes an an issue on a moral subject that has been politicized and was never a political debate to begin with. There's always a right or wrong issue. And what does our faith say on an issue? And now they're being threatened with tax, with being taxed. That's insane. There's a reason why the black robe brigades were so important during the Revolutionary War. You 
had the clergy preaching the righteousness of why they need to stand up against the crown. They made the moral argument. Now, you might say, well, this should take some churches because uh, they were making political arguments against the king. No, they were making moral arguments and using their worldview as Christians to point out, here is why you should be on this side. Too many churches are scared. Pastors don't want to upset the congregation because a politicized hot-button issue could cause a schism in the church. However, when churches are no longer standing up and speaking on behalf of the moral issues, then the church has really lost its way in this world. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through. So they have some of the best flavors, cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz. Keto made easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right. Had that little break. Um, let me. I know that that last segment, there'd be, you know, be some people like, I didn't come here for this religious stuff. Well, I know I usually stay away from the religious stuff, but unfortunately, when 
you know, your faith is a corrective lens that gives you a better look on society and culture. And that's what frames how you view culture, what's going on in the culture. I shouldn't be afraid to, you know, speak on the subject of religion in the culture because, again, that's part of what my conservatism is built on. It's not just strictly built on, we should have a smaller government and spend less money. Other than that, everything is just secular. Our nation was founded through a Judeo-Christian world view. That is historical fact. It's in the writings of even uh, some more atheist-leaning founding fathers. So it's just, I'm not going, I'm going to do a better job of not shying away from it. If I think that churches are wrong because they're not doing X, Y, and Z, and it's causing our society to crumble as a result, I should be calling them out. That being said, let's get into some more dumb people who are not doing their jobs, such as the Department of Justice. Well, like I said, it's the Department of Justice. as the Biden Department of Justice, and oddly enough, they cleared Hunter Biden cronies of any wrongdoing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who would have seen that one coming? This is from the uh, Free Beacon. Biden administration this week closed a foreign lobbying investigation into a Hunter Biden-linked consulting firm without charges, delivering a much-needed win to the president's embattled son. The only way he could win better would be hookers and crack. Just saying. Beltway PR firm Blue Star Strategies has been under investigation for its work for Burisma Holdings. The Ukrainian gas company that had Hunter Biden on its board of directors. Biden's work for Burisma has raised conflict of interest concerns since the partnership began when his father was the Obama administration's chief negotiator with Ukraine. Woo, whoops. The younger Biden facilitated a consulting deal for Blue Star Strategies in late 2015 to help Burisma burnish its image with the U.S. government officials. Burisma's owner, Mikola Zolachevsky was the subject of a bribery investigation at the time. What a shocker! Corrupt oligarchs in Ukraine? No! The end of the Blue Star probe is a positive development for Hunter Biden, who was under investigation over his tax affairs, foreign business dealings, and possible foreign agent activity. The probe has caused a political headache for the White House, which has dodged questions about President Joe Biden's knowledge of his son's business dealings. Although many of the emails in that long-lost hard, hard drive that he left, that he left at a PC repair shop, also knowing that he signed papers saying, hey, if you don't come within 90 days, 
of it being done picking it up, it is now ours. He surrendered it. Totes his issue. Uh, let's see. Congressional Republicans have said they, they plan to reignite investigations into Hunter Biden's work if they retake control of the House and Senate, as they should. They absolutely should reopen them because we need to figure out what the heck was going on there. Were we being sold out to foreign enemies, whether it be China? Because, you know, Hunter was working in China with the Chinese government, whether it's corrupt, crooked, disgusting oligarchs in Ukraine who you know, are just kind of using places like Burisma just to funnel money into their pockets, not actually do any real job for their nation. But that's neither here nor there. Prosecutors informed an attorney for Blue Star Strategies that they planned Plan to close the investigation, the Washington Post reported. The attorney, former Obama DOJ official Peter Kajic, said that prosecutors found no wrongdoing on the part of Blue Star, which was founded by former <clears throat> Clinton administration officials Sally Painter and Karen Tramontano. Blue Star Strategies resolved the case in part by retroactively registering as a foreign agent of Burisma. Oh, whoops. Dang it, did we forget to file that paperwork again? Ah, oh, man. No, you look like an idiot. Ah, oh, why? How did we do that? Son of a gun. Dang it. And this is something we saw during a lot of investigations at the start of the Trump presidency. Oh, look, they were operating as a foreign agent, but they didn't register. Oh, oh, shoot. Did I forget? To, oh, I am so sorry. Here, oh, here's my paperwork. My bad. And the Department of Justice. Ah, well, don't worry about it. Hey, just next time, be sure to remember, if you're going to work for a foreign government, do your paperwork. Thanks. <laughs> Kim says, it's like a store investigating itself and finding no problems. Yeah. Uh, you see, we did an internal review on, you know, these accusations of price gouging, and we didn't see any price gouging. Yeah, the, the prices spiked 2% because blah, blah, blah reasons, but we weren't gouging. Oh, Lord. They must think we're this dumb. I mean, uh, they must. They do think we're this dumb. Period. End of story. Blue Star Results. Yeah, yeah. In the disclosure reported by Washington Free Beacon, Painter and Tramontano said they arranged two meetings between State Department officials and a lawyer for Zolotchevsky in order to find out the U.S. government's position toward the Burisma owner. Aw. Hunter Biden has yet to register as a foreign agent of Ukraine, even though he discussed reason with at least one State Department official, Amos Hochstein. Biden and a business partner were paid more than $80,000 a month starting in April 2014 to serve on Burisma's board. Though Biden has said his job was to scout, old, scout out investment deals for the energy giant, 
He was intricately involved in Burisma's efforts to rehabilitate the company's reputation. That is just like Hunter Biden. Oh my gosh. He is such a such an upstanding citizen. I mean, he he employs young single moms. He has he keeps young uh unlicensed pharmacists in business because they can't peddle their wares in an actual pharmacy with an actual pharmacist license. So he goes out of his way to make them money. Like I said, he, he keeps young single moms, keeps food on their tables. And all he asks in return is to throw a little leg. Is that so much to ask? Is it so much to just, just to villainize and demonize Hunter Biden? Young inner city men and women who are fed clothes are put on their children's back because Hunter has the goodness and the kindness in his heart to make sure they're taken care of. Granted, when he knocked up a hooker, I take that back. She wasn't a hooker. She was a stripper. Granted, when he knocked up a stripper in in Arkansas, he wanted nothing to do with that child, offered to pay for it to be aborted, and still won't have anything to do, won't even pay his back child support. Aside from that, there, there's lots of deadbeat dads. They make mistakes. It's not that it's not that he won't pay for. It. He can't because he just he can't work now that he's got the government breathing down his back and all those embarrassing pictures of him with the young single moms, with the product he bought from those inner city youths. This man's life has been destroyed. It's absolutely ridiculous. I almost feel bad for Hunter Biden at this point. It's just awful. So awful. Oh my gosh. It The world wants Hunter Biden to be a victim. I mean, in a way he is. He is in fact a victim of his own bad decisions and his own bad choices. <laughs> Kim said, should we start a GoFundMe? Um, we'll start a GoFundMe for, uh, for the young single moms and the, uh, the nonviolent, mind you, the nonviolent unlicensed pharmacologists who are just doing their best to help people get over their hurts and their emotional damage. Via chemistry. Lady Die says that no, they're not not necessarily Hunter's bad decisions. They're his family's. Well, yeah, well, I mean you have to want to get away from the family before the family can get away from can stop making you, you know, a victim of what they're trying to do. But that's neither here nor there. But 
Let's get ready to close this thing out. I want to talk a little bit on censorship. We all know it's wrong. There are hyper-libertarians who will look at you and go, ah, these uh, social media outfits, uh, they're a private business. They're, they're not uh, held under the same, uh, the same purview as the U.S. government when it comes to censorship. Well, I don't know. That, you know, one of our greatest founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, says that we are, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, if we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, and we recognize more than just those three, in the Bill of Rights, we recognize eight individual rights. Then there are collective rights that, if not specifically named and said, hey, this power belongs to federal government, this power belongs to state governments. You know, if it doesn't fall into those two categories, hey, these unnamed rights, they're yours. And you would think it'd be a Ninth Amendment argument that, hey, you you don't have the right to censor me just because you don't like what I have to say. Well, now imagine a sitting senator or a congresswoman has a hot take. I'm not saying it's a bad hot take. It's just she gets on gets on a Facebook she gets on Facebook and says something horrible. She's Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn. Oh, Senator Marsha Black. Oh my gosh, I downplayed her. I downplayed her where she serves in DC. I'm so uh I will have to uh lash give myself like 50 lashings with no, no something I can lash myself with. Oh, I feel so bad. Not really. Marsha Blackburn on her personal page. On Facebook, although her personal page is still one of those, you know, kind of like the uh, my show page on on the Twitters, but or on the Facebooks, but neither here nor there. She said, and this is a direct quote, and this is to a link to a fund, you know, to a fundraising, is the post biological men have no place in women's sports. Fight back against big tech censorship. I said, Facebook, I I am reading this verbatim what Senator Marsha Blackburn wrote that you censored her for. The the post shared shared with Blackburn's nearly 150,000 followers was flagged by Facebook for violating its community standards on hate speech. 
Your post didn't follow our community standards on hate speech. No one else can see your post. The Tennessee Republican blasted Facebook and its parent company Meta as a... All right. Tyler Carden. Any other mucky mucks at the blaze? Y'all need to hire some doggone copy editors. Great reporting from Chris Pandolfo in this article that I'm reading from. But holy moly. If you can't have someone just to look over it, make sure there's nothing goofy like... Silicon Valley instead of Silicon Valley. Which, you know, may, maybe they're a, a direct quote from Marsh Blackburn. I don't know. I just see that in the text and just makes me want to stick an ice pick right in my eyeball. Stop it. But I digress. The Tennessee Republican blasted Facebook and its parent company Meta as a Silicon Valley oligarch and said that she would not be silenced. Quote, big tech and Democrats are colluding to radically transform America. They want to silence and censor conservatives for speaking out against their woke agenda. It does not take a biologist to know the difference between a man and a woman that will not be silenced or threatened by Silicon Valley oligarchs. Biological men have no place in women's sports. <laughs> Kim says Meta should be called Beta. <laughs> beta. Yeah, I'm on Beta. Yeah, who's there? You know, I drink a lot of soy and I vape and wear skinny jeans and I have no self confidence. Facebook's community standards have broad rules prohibiting hate speech, which the platform defines as, quote, a direct attack against people rather than concepts or institutions on the basis of what we call protected characteristics. Race, ethnicity, national origin, disability, religious affiliation, caste, sexual orientation, sex, gender identity, and serious disease. The social media platform prohibits exclusionary statements based on gender identity. Among them, among the other protected characteristics Facebook cares about. Now include statements expelling certain groups or saying they are not allowed, as well as political exclusion, economic exclusion, and social exclusion. Blackburn's comment that males who identify as female should not be allowed to play in women's sports, would violate one or more of those standards. Oh, shut up. But it gets better. Because, you know, there should be no reason why, um, you know, we wouldn't expect anything less from Facebook and Meta, right? Right? Well, Turns out, yeah, we should have expected less because if you work for Facebook slash Meta, they will allow a lot of 
open, frank discussions on their workplace app, which is kind of like their version of Facebook for in the office. Well, there are certain subjects they won't let you talk about. You can talk about BLM and you can have a, you know, you can have a respectful conversation on the merits of BLM. If you have, if you take issue and exception with BLM over, say, a $6 million mansion in Los Angeles, you can talk about the exception you take with them. If you grew up in a shooting community and there's topic and there's people on this uh, workspace, you know, thing, whatever. If you if people are talking about gun control and you grew up with guns and, you know, you're kind of big in the Second Amendment, you can get on there and say, hey. Here's the stuff you're wrong about. And as long as you keep it respectful, you're good to go. Well, certain things, they're definitely not allowing. This goes back to earlier in the show. <laughs> Always circles back. Jim Pasucky. Always circles back. You are not allowed to talk about the dreaded A word, the abortions. You cannot come out and say you are pro-abortion. You cannot come out and say, shout your abortion. I've had 97. I've had 97 of them. And just because my uterus fell out does not mean they're bad. You can, you can't come out on that side. You can't come out and say, abortion's bad, okay? You can't come out against it. You can't speak anything on the subject of abortion if you are a Meta employee on the Meta workspace. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg and other company executives ordered their employees to stop discussing abortion due to a increased risk that the company could be perceived as a hostile work environment. Now, I'm sure it already is a hostile work environment if you don't have the proper political alignments. According to... Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Verge reported on late Thursday that Meta Executive made the announcement to employees this week. The executive made the statement on Workplace, an internal version of Facebook, which is used by the company's employees. According to a policy seen by The Verge, employees are prohibited from sharing opinions or debates about abortion being right or wrong, availability or rights of abortion, and political, religious, and humanitarian views on the topic. The policy reportedly added to the company's respectful communication policy. It runs counter to the policies with employees being allowed to discuss respectfully about issues like Black Lives Matter, immigration, and transgender issues. During a Thursday meeting, Meta's Vice President of Human Resources, Janelle Gale, reportedly said that abortion was, quote, the most divisive and reported topic, quote, by employees on Workplace. 
She said that even if people are being respectful and they're attempting to be respectful about their view on abortion, it can still leave people feeling like they're being targeted based on their gender or religion. Oh my God. Gender. Seriously. If you identify as a dude and you're complaining about the abortion, what are the odds you actually want to have a child? If you identify as a dude, what are the odds that you are having sex with a man? Granted, you're probably identifying as a gay man. But we understand how biology works, right? If you've got a dingle-dang and you put it in a... then. That's when babies happen. But uh, I digress yet again. Kim says, no, I think some people need a refresher course. That sounds true. They're probably depraved enough to go watch Big Mouth on Netflix. Hey, watch the hormone monster talk this talk this, you know, adolescent boy through, you know, attraction to girls and such. <laughs> Lady die. Are you a biologist? No, but I did sleep stay at Holiday Inn Express last night. Just saying. In a recording of her remarks that was obtained by the Verge, Gail added that abortion is one unique topic that kind of trips that lineup, protected class, pretty much in every instance. After Politico published a leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court seeking to overturn Roe v. Wade, several companies have responded by promoting pro-abortion policies. Town Hall covered how Microsoft, Starbucks, Yelp, Salesforce, and Citigroup have announced policies to help employees seek an abortion. Because as I pointed out, both on Twitter and I think on this show, it is cheaper to pay somebody's travel expenses to go three, four states over, have a little mini vacation, kill your baby, and then fly back than it is to incur lost productivity due to medical appointments during the pregnancy, due to maternity leave after the pregnancy. It is cheaper for the company to pay for that than is to pay you everything you're due because you chose to have a child. There is no magnanimous, oh, we care about our employees and making sure that they get the help they need. That's not the case. It's like, hey, it would her hat being gone for 30 days after having this baby. It's going to cost us almost $30,000 in productivity. Well, we can pay $4,000 and she goes, has the abortion. She's gone, gone for a week. That's only less than, that's less than what we're going to definitely lose for a whole month. Send her to kill the baby. But it's ridiculous though. 
that Meta is so not beyond censoring other people that they go ahead and censor their own employees. Swear I'm glad I work where I do. My bosses lean conservative, which is great. So it makes it easy that if I want to, you know, discuss something cray cray, I can. Hell, when the the lead manager at my plant was, you know, kicking himself because he did not want to uh, institute the mask and vaccine mandates per OSHA guidance. He put it off all the way up until all the way up until the point where he couldn't anymore. And then when the Supreme Court ruled that no, OSHA cannot make a company do that, I sent him the link and he was the most excited person in the world. He was more excited than any of the employees who would have been the ones, you know, stuck wearing masks or having to go get a shot they didn't want. He didn't want to have to fire people. He was in an awful position. But hey, because we're allowed to discuss stuff like that, as long as we're not getting physically violent with each other or having shouting matches. That's great. The fact that, you know, Meta won't let their employees discuss heated issues such as abortion or specifically abortion. It's, it's no wonder that people don't trust any of the people running any social media platform. Period. End of story. All right, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Again, those of you who are listening live, thank you so very much for joining me. Remember, I am live on podbean.com, the Podbean app, every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Central. I say, if you want to come check out the show live, awesome. I'm glad to have you here. I'll give you a shout out when I see you pop in if you're someone new. Unless you're being the... I came here to hear about the news, not you go on a political rant or go on a... Go on religious rant. Yeah, sorry, dude. That's my show. I can do what I want. You don't. If you want your own show, by all means, you can set up a free podcast on Podbean.com. Granted, you can't host a whole lot and you have to archive your old shows. But hey, that's the getting what you pay for. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support this show financially, you want to throw. Throw some money my way because you think this is 100% worth, you know, a few bucks. Please, by all means, go to ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. And there you can do a, you know, it says buy a cup of coffee. It's by all means, you know, three, four, five bucks, whatever. Send a cup of coffee my way. and. Or maybe you think, hey, this is worth paying for, you know, five, 10, 15 bucks, whatever, every month. 
you can set up a recurring payment. And then, hey, you don't have to worry about it unless they make you mad or money's tight. You have to you have to roll back because, you know, inflation, it's a bitch. Whatever the case, you want to financially support the show, there's a ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show, ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Check it out. Again, thank you so much. Same thing I ask every week. There's four little things. Number one, please subscribe. If you're not already subscribed and getting the up-to-date episodes pumped straight into your device every Sunday morning, please hit that subscribe button or the follow button, whatever they're calling it now, because now subscriptions apply, you pay for it. I'll never ask you to pay to listen to my show unless I have something special and I want to keep keep it uh keep a secret and give y'all a sneak peek. Then pay me and I will give you a sneak peek. Just saying. So again, like it, follow it, whatever. Please rate it five stars. Four stars okay. Three stars and below. Oh, we need to have a conversation, Scooter. Once you have rated it, once you have re or once you have rated it, please write a review. You know, embellish a little. Don't get carried away. Don't write a novel. Don't make it look like, you know, it's obvious and all fluff. You know, it's a little exaggeration. It's, you know, boost my ego. And once you do that, please share this episode. Send it to somebody who you know will like it. Send it to someone who you know will absolutely hate it and want to rip your face off or sending it to them. I will be more than happy to help you aggravate your lefty friends who do not want to hear this show. So please, let me be your tool of destruction. <laughs> Again, thanks so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7